up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode here, season two, and I'm here with my friend Karina. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Of course. You know, it's been a long time coming. You know, we've been on the road these past couple months, and you know, I figured it a great is a great time to have you on right now. So thank thanks you. for joining. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Um, and, and before we jump into the episode, I want to thank our sponsor of uh, for this month, actually, uh, Quality Packaging. Uh, thank you again for sponsoring this episode and the rest of the month. Um, they are there for your packaging needs, in compliance, great communication, many pricing, and totally custom. Um, also, they're on time. That's another good, important thing because sometimes you have a time crunch. Um, contact Josh Viegas for business inquiries or estimates at 575-571-6288 or email them at Koala Customs, Customs with a K, um, 210 at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much, um, Koala Customs. So again, Karina, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about a few things that are kind of important, and to be honest, kind of newer conversations too later on, which you know I'm kind of glad are happening. But we'll get onto that a little bit later. Let's talk about you and Royal Road. Can you introduce <laughs> yourself to the to the kind people watching today? Certainly. My name is Karina Miramontes. Um, I opened a, a dispensary about a month and a half ago on Mesquita Street in the historic district of. Las Cruces, the original town site. Uh, my building is a 108-year-old adobe. It is a live-work space, so I do live in it. <laughs> it is a art gallery dispensary. Um, I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. What, 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 kind, what kind of questions do you have? It is on the Merchant Trail. It is on the Camino Real. So I grew up in that neighborhood, and we used to be able to go into people's homes and ask for a soda pop or a candy bar, and it was the local tiendita. And so the concept is like a cannabis tiendita. And so, you know, we have some other really neat things that are helpful for your health and wellness. And so you, we, we want to create a really... Uh, a community wellness spot for people. I definitely yeah. believe that cannabis um, and whole plant medicine is key to um, a healthy lifestyle. 100%. Now, do people get to meet your two fuzzy employees? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, my, little, my two little dogs, Sochi Bean and Chuko. Sochi Bean actually came, she was a special breed of dog for cannabis farms in northern oh. New Mexico. She came from a little town in Mendocino County called Covalo. And um, she is bred to, to, to take care of a field of cannabis. And oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Chuko found me, you know, I was kind of day tripping to El Paso one day and... Uh, he found me at, found me at uh, Sierra Vista Nursery in La Union, and we instantly fell in love. And he's a great mascot and a great protector. <laughs> we call him Falcor. <laughs> he's a big old bear. He's a great dog. I love great him. Pyrenees. He's yes. a great. Oh, he's a big old big old teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> we yep. love him to death. Mm -hmm. um, so, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in the cannabis industry? I mean, you mentioned California, and I know personally that you know you've lived there for many years. But can you? Give the audience a little, you know, tidbit of it. I will. I will. I do, first of all, want to say that I did grow up in Las Cruces. I am a New Mexican. <laughs> um, I did go to Hermosa Heights um, Elementary School, which is right around the corner from my dispensary. I did graduate from Las Cruces High School, so I was a bulldog. Um, my mother's family was from California, both southern and northern. So I went back and forth 
throughout my whole life mm. to Sonoma County, Ventura County, and Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, so in Northern California, of course, a lot of people know in the traditional market, they have his, this history of uh, the Emerald Triangle. Mm -hmm. My family uh, is from Sonoma County, California, right underneath Mendocino County, California. Um, I am would be considered a second generation cultivator. I grew up in um, traditional market cannabis um, camps in Northern California. Um, then as uh, you know, we had a really incredible medical market in California for a, a while and it was very interesting, very interesting scene to be a part of. Um, mm -hmm. I, during that time, it was more of a hobby for me to be in the cannabis industry, but my career was in food and wine, I, I'm a certified sommelier. So a lot of the way I analyze cannabis is very much academic like wine. Um, but so, always having a finger in Mendocino County and the traditional market in, in the cannabis industry in Northern California, born into it in Northern California. And then just as it, as times change, like they're changing here in New Mexico, um, it was a really amazing thing to watch and see and be a part of. Um, it was, I definitely always felt like I was part of history in the making. Um, but so worked with a couple of farms <laughs> um, and, and then in the recreational market, I was able to kind of take my skills of opening restaurants um, into opening up a dispensary um, in Northern California as a consultant. And it was called Bohemian Chemist, and it was an apothecary, pretty much. And it was a, a really amazing project to be a part of, to implement all the systems, to help curate their brand. They have, like, this really doing incredible things with their brand, the Bohemian Chemist. But it was really exciting to get to be a part of that project and launch it. And uh, Jim, one of my mentors, branding mentors, like uh, bringing cannabis um, traditional market into like real business branding was just a really incredible lesson for me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I mean, that, that's a lot of experience to share, actually. You know, so thank you for that, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of history behind that. So you've been really involved on that side since the 215 days all the way to the Prop 64 days, essentially. Even before 250. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. And, and can we, we elaborate on the, on, the, on the camps a little bit? <laughs> uh, for um, those who don't, aren't too sure, you don't have to get too crazy, but, you know, what are the camps that you talk about? Like, what do they really tell of? So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of wild, a lot of wild things that go, went on in Northern California. It you was know, crazy. Was, yeah. People would own, you know, large parcels of land. There was already a back-to-the-land movement in the 60s and 70s in Northern California. And I think that kind of birthed cannabis. Mm, okay. So people were growing their own food, growing their own cannabis, and and then it's such an ideal climate for for so many things. Um, so these camps are like properties. Some of them are off grid. Some of them are have electricity, and some of them have homes. Some of them have trailers. <laughs> um, there, you know, usually a group of people will run a couple gardens on, you know, like 80 acres to 200 acres. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a very interesting lifestyle. You know, yeah. you're in the 
in I mean I pretty much I don't know if, if anybody has like watched the documentary Murder Mountain. That's where I was I've seen it, yeah. that's where I that's where I was. Yeah. And so it's uh it's a, a very interesting way of living and a very interesting lifestyle to be a part of. Yeah. Um there was definitely caravans that would come in and you know, we would communicate with each other to protect each other. Uh, Mendocino did this really amazing thing where they um, would give you a, a tax tag for your plant during medical. Mm. And so they would leave the people alone that paid the tax tags, but because of federal, they would still go in and you would have to deal with camp, you would have to deal. I've personally been like, you know, pulled over, put on the side of the road, my whole car searched, held there for more than an hour, just being interrogated the whole yeah. time about where I was coming from, how much money I had on me, if I had any guns, mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and then not to mention that's just dealing with authorities. Like yeah. the internal system, which was mostly very collaborative, but you would find bad seeds every once in a while. And that would be a very scary thing. Yeah. One of the first times I was left to take care of a property, someone was murdered the night before and oh, the shit. helicopters were out as yeah. I, and we hadn't set our, our watering lines yet. So I was the only one on the property and I had to water a field of 300 plants and three other gardens of 25 plants in different places. And the helicopters and the planes would just be like circling above me as I'm watering these gardens. <laughs> You're saying like, please don't land, please don't drown. Not, yeah. not to mention they hadn't found the murderer. Oh so God. Then, <laughs> it's a double threat. So yeah. then I would, you know, that, that my first time staying alone, I would wait until the sun rose to even get any, to, to get any sleep. Cause yeah. I was so, so nervous about, about it. But so, yeah, really, I mean, those stories are like, there's lots of those stories because of the years in that culture. I mean, that's yeah. just like the tip. That's just the beginning of the wild stories. Yeah, because a lot of people have a misconception like, oh, the Emerald Triangle was dope, you know, all these hippies, and it must have been great. It's like, it was actually pretty crazy. Like, you know, like, it was a lot of violence up there, to be honest. You know, like, there is legalization, e, make, making cannabis illegal is what really caused these um, issues in the end. Right. You know, because right. you had to, operate so secretively and then people could screw each other so easily and you know then you have the police and federal government involved and you know it's just it was crazy so and and that being said all those obstacles there also was just a really incredible tight-knit community and then like uh ethos unspoken word people you know we did mm -hmm. think there was things that we didn't talk about but those were our ethics in yeah. this traditional market business and and Sometimes I miss those, those like unwritten laws of yeah. like, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, don't we all? Because now, you know, with finding out here in New Mexico, um, there's some people who have no ethics whatsoever right. who are in business. And it's really hard, yeah. you know, because, you know, you and I have seen it firsthand. And it's just right. like, you've got to be kidding me. This wouldn't work in any business. Right. So, right. yeah, you know, and I, I kind of wish that too. But what made you come back home after being there for so long and experiencing so much on that side? Well, um, you know, I know COVID shifted a lot <laughs> of people's um, perception of life and, you know, what they were doing. Um, I came back to take care of my grandmother for the winter of um, 2021. Um, okay. um, I spent four months here. Yeah. And, I and so 
New Mexico was getting ready to launch recreational. Yeah. But I was here taking care of my grandmother and hanging out with my family. And I would just come up with these conversations and I didn't realize how much information I had gathered in the last 25 years of yeah. being, you know, being away from Las Cruces. And of course I'm, you know, I am a freedom fighter and always will cheer for the underdog. And so I felt like I had to really come back to Las Cruces to share some of the, the knowledge that I had gained in Northern California, not only about cannabis, mostly about cannabis and all the layers of cannabis, but as a, a female Latina that was successful in businesses, I felt like I had the chance to like, you know, influence other lat young Latinas that maybe came from broken homes like I did here in Las Cruces. So mm -hmm. I, I really felt moved to come back and share my story, my story, which I mean, I feel like is a success story. Right. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I'm hearing some of this for the first time myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I mean, know, I, I did all the things on my goals list. I was in, you know, I've created beverage programs for Michelin star restaurants, I, you know, which is even hard to understand what that really means. But yeah, um, yeah in the in the textbook idea of success, I, I was able to hit it. And but it still was not like satisfying my soul. I was always like, what's what's what else out there do is going to make me happy, spiritually happy. And I've always had a special relationship with plant medicine and cannabis clearly. Yeah. And so that really felt like a like a a road of purpose and I felt happier about it than yeah, yeah what I was doing in Northern California. Nice. So yeah. it, was to, it was pretty much time to come home and, yes. uh, and 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 kind of help us here because you know, do you kind of feel we the way we went about legalization, I wouldn't say it was the right way. No one's really done it right yet. Was do you think it's a way that's in the right direction? I do. Yeah. I think it's really an incredible way. I am so proud of New Mexico, New Mexicans that helped with all, you know, Valerie Hubbard. We got to thank Valerie Hubbard. Love you, Val. Yes. <laughs> love you, Val. I, I think it's a really special time to be involved in the cannabis industry here in New Mexico. I think that the micro license is a really incredible way so that the, the true mom and pop, the true craft um, cultivator, craft manufacturer, I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's a really wonderful, wonderful ways. I mean, like any industry, when it's brand new, there's going to be hiccups um, and there's going to be, you know, different challenges. But it's interesting because I keep thinking of kind of what you said about like ethics. I yeah. think as long as that we're all doing the best that we can and choosing to do the right thing, that it's going to be a really beautiful situation for us. Yeah. And, you know, the people that don't belong here, hopefully, if things remain, they are, you know, because they're on their way to get kicked out. Um, they get out of the industry. And also with, you know, some law changes with CCD getting more power, that will help, too, because, you know, we have that saturation of out-of-state cannabis that's kind of, you know, plaguing the, the industry. I wouldn't say it's, you know, a majority issue, but there's a lot of illegal cannabis on the market. You know, right. more than there should be. Right. You know, there shouldn't be any. But. And it's not fair to New Mexicans. No, it's not because you're not supporting New Mexicans at all. Right. You know, you're not supporting right. New Mexican growers. Right. You know, that money doesn't stay in New, New Mexico. Mexico. You know, it's. And that's one of my biggest beefs also with like multi-state opera, you know, all the things. Because, I mean, I obviously made the shift in my life to, to like move here mm -hmm. because I want my money to stay here. I yeah. think it's very important. New Mexico being one of the most 
one of the poorest states in the United States. Um, like our that money that's being made here, you know, should stay here. Yeah, yeah. Our water doesn't <laughs> even stay here, so at least we keep right. the money here. <laughs> right. Right. So you know, that's that's something too. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm glad to hear that because you know, there's some people that came into the state and didn't even know anything about it. You know, you're from here, so right. you understand it. But right. they came here, and you're I'm just like, oh, buddy, you're gonna have a terrible time here. You know. Well, and that's the thing, and that's the beautiful thing. I know in our notes you had kind of you were comparing like California, Hawaii, New Mexico is a very, you know, there's it's a very traditional, very interesting place to do business in. Yeah. And if you don't understand the demographics and the culture of neighborhoods, cities, mm -hmm. and state, then then it's gonna it is gonna be challenging for yeah. you here. <laughs> even eastern New Mexico, you know, we're so spread out in New Mexico that even eastern New Mexico is night and day from even Las Cruces, and we're considered right. southern New Mexicans. You know, yeah. and like you know, if you go to Hobbs for an example of Carlsbad, night and day different. You know, even the yeah. housing kind of looks a little different. You yeah. know, it's kind of yeah. like you're stepping in a back in time a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're not aware of that and you come in, you're going to struggle a little bit. If not, not make it at all. Right. Because um, we don't like outsiders. And I've right. said that I don't know how many times. <laughs> and I just want people to get that in their heads and understand that, you know, if you're coming to the state, you need to do it in a way where you're not seeming like you're trying to just change everything and take over. Just operate here and try to figure out from there. Assimil assimilate. Assimilate. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Because we are a beautiful, beautiful state, a beautiful culture yeah. with so many incredible layers. Yeah. Like, you know, like onions. <laughs> Shrek yes. reference, right? <laughs> so the name of your shop, um, it's a translation from El Camino Real. Um, it, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, Royal Road, you know, the Royal Road, El Camino Real. Yeah. You know, my dispensary is on the road that went from Mexico City to Santa Fe. It was the Merchant Trail. And so, I mean, we all love the idea of Royal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, it just seemed to flow and fit and match the building, the street. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty wild when I, that I can say, oh, Pat Garrett lived on my street. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of wild to say that, yeah. And I didn't know that, so thank you for that tidbit. Uh -huh. That's actually yep. pretty cool. Yeah. We all know Billy Kidd, you know, hung out in the area too. So, yep. you know, I'm sure he was hanging out in the neighborhood. Yep. Um, if you guys don't know, the road actually where her dispensary is, is the El Camino Real. It's, you know, the literal trail and road that they... They took during this trail and everything so it's actually historic um a lot of the buildings down in that area haven't been touched more or less renovated or fixed um like you said it's over 100 years old your adobe it's 108 okay. years old and the interesting thing about the neighborhood too is that it is the most intact historic district from el paso to san diego really there is 700 adobes in that neighborhood that are still intact oh wow yeah that's yeah, amazing it is yeah it really is a special little neighborhood. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool that, you know, you decided to, you know, coin, you know, use the name and everything for yeah. that. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of history and things that tie into it. Right. You know, and. Well, I grew up in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad grew up hustling in that neighborhood. Yeah, so. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a pretty, pretty, I, I, I just have to give a little shout out and, and. Props to myself and Las Esperanzas. I was just put on the board as historian for our little neighborhood community um, group. And so super stoked on Las Esperanzas. Um, and I'm going to do my best to maintain as much history as I can of the neighborhood. 
Definitely. Uh, awesome. Well, you know, who better than to someone who already has a bunch of rich history? So thank you. You know, and you know how to share it. So that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think the girls uh, called you the, the cool aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I think that's what they yep. said. Um, ha have you had anybody like previous owners or family come to you and tell you, hey, we used to live here or anything like that? I actually had a really wild experience on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. These brothers, they were in town for a uh, funeral. And um, one now lives in Huntington Beach and one lives in San Diego. Gosh, I have their names written down, but they came in and they had heard about the, you know, they heard about the property. They came in and they like immediately started crying, and it, and then they started talking about their grandmother who lived there, who was a medicine woman, yeah. and a prayer warrior, mm -hmm. and had all kinds of really. Um, had medicine growing in the garden. And that's been my whole vision with oh. the property anyways, yeah. is to plant medicine. Um, and so it was pretty wild. It was, you know, I took me a minute to like process really what was going on. Um, and I mean, they were, they were definitely moved by it. They, you know, talked about Christmas in 1985. <laughs> they got the, you know, they talked about how she was always praying and how she was always, you know, she, one of the main walls in the dispensary was her prayer wall. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was this, this, it was a really interesting experience. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I had felt energy there with me before, all positive, of course. Um, but I thought it was my grandmother. But I don't know if it's my grandmother or their grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's nice. It's good to know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was really wonderful. And um, the granddaughter works in, um, in plant medicine as well. And so I think that we are going to build, and she, she raises San Pedro's. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like San Pedro too. <laughs> and so we are going to probably do a little, um, a little prayer garden and dedicate it to the grandmother. Probably, oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Nice of you. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's nice of them too, like yeah. to give me the history and the story of yeah. my house. So you know, and that adds more to you know what you're doing, your retail and everything. So you have a dispensary there, but you can add more history to it. It's like this house belonged to someone who is already into plant medicine. So, you know, like yeah. that's really cool. It really ties yeah. into what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you can just add more to it and yep. bring more people in with that. So yep. it's really cool. People it love is. history and cannabis at the same time. And they can go in and learn something about the area, right. you know, tenfold essentially, you know, from the street down to the people that lived in the house, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. it's all very interesting. And I love mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a neat, it's a neat, it's a quant, it's like, verification quantification yeah 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 <laughs> you're know? you where you need to be <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. it's pretty sweet yeah. and i mean we have lots of other things besides cannabis there that are like you know there's people that i've come across there teach their plant medicine all over all over the world um uh so we i want to have a little corner of remedios that i'm calling loyal road remedios that are non non-cannabis um you know, interesting things to help with um, health and wellness. Awesome. Well, speaking of products, you know, what other products do you carry at the dispensary there? You know, do you have like a wide range of, you know, edibles, tinctures to flour, you know, rosin, et cetera? You know, like what is a it? Absolutely. I mean, we want to have something for everyone. I mean, we're not going to go over the top with a million skews. <laughs> because everything, everything is, you know, 
you know, very carefully picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's hard to respond to that question and not, you know, give kudos to every single brand in the space. Um, but I'm super happy to, you know, to be working with the kitchen. Chris Baca is one of the partners in the kitchen, and him and I cool. have known each other um, for about 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, you know, when we were emailing with the, like putting the order, the final order, he, he, he was like, nobody knows how long we've waited for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is a special email. Yeah. And it was uh, a pretty amazing to like get his support. Um, so that that's really great. Definitely proud to have the kitchen. True says craft cannabis, of course. I was just actually thinking about Josh. I had an open house like a year before I opened, and Josh was there. Aww. He like supported. Yeah. He was so that means a lot to me. <laughs> um, we are flower. We have you know we have some cultivators um, from Las Cruces, of course. Um, we do also have some sun-grown cultivators from northern New Mexico. I know sun-grown's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, I love all cannabis. There's a place for all cannabis. Um, but we do have big green growers right now. And I, you know, thankfully, you guys took me to PMC mm -hmm. and David Hill is that's his, is that, yeah, David, that's his handle. Yeah, that's, I that's never his, know if it's yeah, his real name. Nico Lee or whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. David's, is, is, I mean, David Hill's real his name. facility is incredible and his attention to detail is so, is like his, you know, his grow was really incredible. And I liked, before I make any purchasing decisions, I really do do a deep dive in researching what I'm going to support. Yeah. And so, um, it was incredible to see his facility and then talk to him about his, you know, passion in cannabis. So super yeah. excited to have them on with him as the grower. Um, we do have Equilibrium Seeds. A dear friend of mine is a breeder. Oh, you're selling seeds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a breeder in Northern California. And we, you know, we curated the selection of like Af Afghani cultivars okay. yeah. for... We were like, what's going to be good in this area? Yeah. And so um, in my little hobby garden from those seeds, I was able to do, you know, Oaxacan Jaguar that did really well, Persian Triangle mm -hmm. that did really great. So we have Equilibrium Seeds. We do as far as, um, and then Big Green Growers, um, Desert Flower, of course. And within Desert Flowers Manufacturing, Tingen Farms, okay. who, you know, I was really excited to support them because they had a really, you know, they got some press. It was yeah, you know, yeah. I actually got into it with that lady a couple times. So always again supporting the underdog. Yeah, yeah. You know? I supported them too. You know, I thought it was I thought it was bullshit what they were dealing with. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that wasn't fair. I agree. And they're doing such a clean. You know, I've gone to their facility and they have an incredible fence, a double fence, and then they've you know, landscaped that. Yeah, yeah it looks and nice. Then, yeah, all the yuccas. You know, and uh, I really, I'm a nerd for the greenhouse guru who is this, uh, you know, he's a cannabis um, greenhouse builder. And mm -hmm. he came and helped work on, his, he came from Northern California and helped work on the greenhouse. Oh, that's good. He hired, yeah, they hired him. That's and, good. Yeah. So that was exciting, you know, exciting. Um, let's see. We have um, Wild, of course. You know, I, I think it's a great product to work to introduce people to um, CBD um, in the with THC. 
Yeah. Because again, I believe in whole plant medicine. So I believe sometimes you need just a kiss of THC to help the CBD, or you need a kiss of C, you know, the, yeah. or the opposite. And, you know, I, I think that we're going to probably start, we're going to have a conversation about full spectrum and how yes. really important that is. And, and, you know, although I say no multi-state operators, wild for me is a tool where I can, you know, kind of help people. They have a, a two to one gummy, they have a CBG gummy, they have a CBC gummy mm -hmm. and they have, you know, multiple cannabinoids and, and that really is the beauty of cannabis, whole plant medicine, again, full yeah. spectrum. You know, we don't just isolate the THC, yeah. you know. It is a great pain reliever. It is a great pain reliever, but it's that's not all the plant has to offer. And yeah. wild is a really neat tool to be able to express that education yeah. with all, you know. Plus their packaging is fantastic. It is. phenomenal. It is. No, I agree because, you know, um, a lot of people are too focused on the THC only thing. And yeah, mm -hmm. we will, we'll get to that conversation more. We're, we're going to have a whole conversation about that, to be honest, <laughs> um, because it's something that needs to be talked about now. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that has just been let to just do its own thing for too long, you know, mm -hmm. and now we, we all need to kind of correct it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, I agree. You know, there's, there's certain out-of-state entities that came in and they did it right. You know, like they didn't come in and like, oh, we're just going to grow the crappiest of the crap. Like, no, they're coming in with a really great product. You know, that I can respect, right. you know, having a really right. great product coming from somewhere else. Yeah, share it with everyone else if it's a great product, you right. know, if you're in it for the right thing. So there's certain companies that um, I kind of feel that, you know, kind of get forgiven, you know, right. when it comes to certain right. things you know, by the right. New Mexicans, I would say. Right. Yeah. Right. If they're going to help, if they're going to set, uh, if they're going to help us out and set us up in a certain way. Uh, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. like how many New Mexicans shop at Top Crop? You know, they're from Oregon, you know, or, or Dark Matter. Right. For that sense. But. They're really supportive of New Mexicans, and the, the owners actually live here now. You right. know, so it's like right. not like someone's just sitting in Oregon, you know, right. calling controls. The dude lives right. here. You know, right. so that that's right. relieving. You know, there, right. you have certain things like that. You mm -hmm. know, that's a little different. Don't get me wrong; mm -hmm. one of the bigger ones in the state, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, we're early. It's about two year two. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. we have quite a bit of, of time, which is you know, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so the operators that we have here now may not be here in ten years from now. You know, things change and they change rapidly. Um, so. You did open up officially not long ago, right? How long I ago did. Was that? On, De on December 3rd, I opened up. And you know what we didn't mention? It is an art gallery as well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about the art gallery I part. Didn't, yeah. I didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, I just ha I have to, you know, give props to my, my brother, Saba. We have some of his fine art, and it's incredible. It is incredible. And then we also have uh, Mario Roberts. We intend to change, who's at, based out of El Paso, Really fun um, action, bright colors. Do mm. come by and see it. <laughs> um, Cannabis and art kind of go together. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so we intend to change the artist maybe every four months and okay. have an open house, meet the artist. And That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Super excited to celebrate local art. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too, because, you know, yep. a lot of people know who Saba is in the area, you know, especially yep. in the state. Mm -hmm. um, so that's great that you have some of his art and maybe bring more people in, too, because yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy looking at his art, too, yeah. anytime I see it. So yeah. that's great. And, like, is it separated from the retail part, or is it kind of no. put together? Yeah, it's together. So it's you did the whole New Mexico thing where if you see a picture on the wall, you can buy it. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about my state is, yes. like, if you go to a restaurant, and you see a picture, usually you'll see a price tag on oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you can buy it. You can buy the but, art right yep, off the wall. Yep. Yeah, and yep. that's 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 true for most places in New Mexico, especially in Santa Fe. Santa Fe is one of right, the places where I they do that, that everywhere. Oh, 
Yeah, everywhere yeah. in El Paso, you'll see price tags on it because you just buy it right off the wall. Yep. Um, and you know that's that's kind of true with your store too. Yeah, so, yeah it is absolutely. You're like, you're like the first one to really embrace the New Mexico ness. That's really cool. And you didn't <laughs> yeah. even know that. <laughs> Dope. So, where can people find you online and you know in person? You know, uh, address wise. So, um, in person, we are six oh six North Mesquite. Um, in, you know, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, on, let's see. Oh, on IG. <laughs> I, uh, Royal Road CC. It makes, the CC makes things a little bit easier. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, Royal Road CC. And my personal handle is Canna Karina. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. So, yeah. And um, we do have a, a website. Um, RoyalRoadCC.com. Um, so, and uh, yeah, Mesquite Street. Yeah. 606 North Mesquite Street. I have these really amazing royal blue shutters. And so, the, the cream adobe with the blue shutters, that's me. And we just finally had our um, sign put up, and I kind of um, followed the historic district sign. So, it looks very similar. The president of Las Esperanzas thought it was a historic district sign. <laughs> She said, I had to second, I had to take a second look, and I was like, that's her sign. <laughs> so, again, paying homage to the surroundings. Um, but yeah, now there's a little sign that looks very historic out on the building. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's cool. You know, yeah. you bring more people, you know, now, yeah. now people know exactly where you are. Because yep. I remember the first time you trying to find it, is this it? Is this it? Right. And, you know, like, wasn't too sure. Right. Um, so, that's great, you know, that you're doing that. When's your grand opening going to happen? You are probably the sixth or seventh person that asked me today. <laughs> so soon. I mean, we do have some really incredible events in February. We are doing, you know, again, uh, community space is really what I'm trying to create as well. So we're doing an open night, open mic night the first weekend of February. We're doing a cannabis industry class um, with an insurance agent. That's oh. brilliant, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Rachel Raquel. Yep. Girl. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ama yeah. Amazing. She's also one of my employees or my employee. <laughs> the <Similar>. employee. <laughs> and then um, we are doing a really incredible. I'm super excited about a natural farming class that we're doing at the end of February. Um, Julian Scallion, who is um, from northern New Mexico. He splits his time between Italy and Albuquerque. <laughs> but he's so brilliant. I'm so excited. He's going to come down and teach a natural farming 101 class at the dispensary. So all you cultivators, come check him out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll have to come to you. Let me know when you're having these. I don't even know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, so. yes. And then um, in, into March, I think we're, you know, it's a... Uh, Women's Empowerment Month, so I think we're going to do a women's sesh. Oh, cool. Women's Empowerment Sesh. And then I think we're also going to be doing a grower's circle just to get the growers together and, uh, and um, the clients to possibly ask questions if they haven't, you know, like just bringing more cohesiveness to grower and purchaser. Yeah, kind of like what I do with this is I'm trying to give more of a personableness of the owner and the consumer, yep. Yep. you know, like yep. instead of just seeing a building and a place where you get your weed, you get to know something about them, a little bit about the building, a little bit about them. And so, yeah, you're doing the same thing. So that's great Thank because, you. you know, 
growers tend to be a little antisocial sometimes, and so they need it themselves. Yep. <laughs> it's good yep, for them yep, too. Yep, yep, to so, well, it's important for them to share their knowledge. Yes. <laughs> and it gets them better at sharing their knowledge. Yeah, it's, you know, it's trans, it tra it like transmute into education, which yeah. I think we all need. Yeah, because sometimes you know, growing for so long, some of the guys don't know how to teach very well, um, but they have all that knowledge, right. and that's what I've ran into myself. I'm right. Like, Let me help you teach this. <laughs> right. Right. So this this trains them to to teach other people because right. the knowledge that they have does need to be passed down generationally. Yep. Um, because yep. you know, like, there's a lot of information that we're learning now about cannabis. Um, that we had prior knowledge, we still use it, but there's still a lot of new stuff. Yeah. You know, and some things that we thought was true is no longer true. Right. And that goes back onto the THC thing, which we'll get onto here in a little bit. Right. So anyway, let's Well, move. and it's an exciting time to learn yeah. about everything and anything you possibly can. <laughs> At the beginning, yeah. You yeah. know, like, there's just so much, you're a blank slate. And so there's just so much. And yeah, I, I remember those right. days just. Well, not only in cannabis, but with like the inner, like with like globally, mm -hmm. there's so much to learn about even more than cannabis, you know? And so it's a really exciting time right now to educate yourself. Yeah. I mean, you have all this information at your fingertips mm -hmm. on the internet. So mm -hmm. yeah, heck yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you, that you're helping people out because sometimes mm -hmm. they don't know where to look. <laughs> sometimes you got to show them. But, you yep. know, it is what it is. Yep. Anyway, so let's talk about some town hall stuff real yeah. quick while we're here. And, you know, I, I got to say that, you know, you're one of many women that, you know, joined me on this adventure and I couldn't have done it without y'all. You know, you guys were pivotal to just making thank this you. work thank and you. just everything. Like, so I can't thank, thank you, you enough. You know, yeah. you went out of four to five of them, <clears throat> out of five of them and like, you know, Hosted one of them. Yeah, I was, gonna, I, I was leading to that next. Is that the very first one you hosted, and that was awesome. It was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it was still warm. You're out in the back in the little right. garden area. You right. had the dogs running around. And, you yeah. know, everyone was able to, you know, give their uh, their point of view and everything. So it's been great. But you know, when we, well, I, I wasn't the one who approached you with this. Valerie was. So what made you say yes? I don't I never think, knew. no, we, I mean, she wanted to connect us because she wanted to work on policy. Yeah. But how it really came out, we just were at lunch, how it came <laughs> and I offered whatever you guys need, whatever you need, if you, you know, this resource I have is my building yeah. and my time yeah. and you are more than welcome to, to, and then it just really organically created itself from yeah. there. I don't think that, I mean, Valerie created us by getting us together. Yeah. Um, so that first meeting that you had with us, that was the very first time that you that guys talked about it. That was a lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay, not, I thought she had lunch. talked to you previously before no, that. Oh, no. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that was the very first time. That's hilarious. Yeah, because yeah. it just oh, organically just all kind of clicked. It you know? did. Yeah. And, it did. And that's it was what's great. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you guys don't know, um, myself and Karina and, you know, uh, three other individuals, um, all women, we all have been going around the state trying to collect data from different um businesses around the state, even ancillary cannabis uh, industry businesses, for the sole um, purpose of trying to gather data to change the law to what the industry wants and needs. You know, because we got, gathered a lot of good data. And there was a lot of things that I didn't even think of and none of us thought of. And sometimes we were just blown away um, at the data that, and the information that they were giving us. So we went on this adventure, and it's kind of still going, not to be honest, um, to get this done because there was just too many people who were cherry picked to speak for everybody. And it just didn't make sense because it wasn't what the majority of the industry wanted. It was only what the minority wanted. And that wasn't right. Um, people like us or, you know, smaller retails and everything, they get swept under the rug in that situation. Well, this gives everybody the voice and the chance and the opportunity. So that's the reason why we started this. And to be honest, we're probably going to kick it off again late summer 
um, like we did this past time. Uh, it actually was late, late summer when we started. Um, and so now we're probably going to kick it off um, late summer again to try to get more data because as you guys know, the 2025 legislative session will be a 60-day session um, and we'll have enough data to get the laws changed how we need it exactly. Um, what do you hope comes from the data that we collected the last few months? Well, I, I, I feel like what I was hopeful for was, and like the response was so incredible, was like a platform for small businesses and for people in industry to, to like give their opinion. And that to me was the real beauty of it. Yeah. Like people felt heard. Yeah, they did. Like they really did. They, you know, they, that, and that's, I think the most important, that was one of my like, just really excited about that people were feeling heard yeah. and that and we kind of we kind of set an example of like it's okay to speak up for yourself yeah and, yeah you know? <laughs> and uh yeah and i think i think it was it was a, a really a great start to coach people to stick up for themselves mm -hmm. interact with government um i'm still very green at it all you and valerie like, you know, kind of even coaching through conversations because I don't even know the, the the political verbiage. But 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 those are the things that kind of scare, you know, make people not want to engage in that kind of stuff. And I think seeing, you know, Tra you know, seeing me, Tracy, you, Nicole, it made um, it, it was conducive to a safe space. Yeah that wasn't sponsored by anybody. <laughs> we pay for the stuff out of our own pockets. No one sponsors us or anything. The only help we get is a location and maybe some water. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it being a safe space for us, for, for nurturing of conversation to change the government, I mean, that it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's like so satisfying. Yeah. It is, and you know, it seems that some of the stuff that we've talked about, the legislature has actually listened to, because mm -hmm. you know, looking at some of the bills, like the tax thing, you know, they're they're nipping that in the bud right now. Awesome. You know, there's a bill in that's going to cancel all the tax increases and keep it where it's at right oh, now. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah, and hopefully wonderful. that passes. Yeah, right. and I'll talk about that more too. I, I'm, right. I'm going to give you guys a full legislative yeah. breakdown, so we'll we'll get more yeah. on that bill yeah, here yeah, in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a bill in legislature right now for that, and other things that I've kind of just noticed because um, the I. I fortunately have a lot of legislators on my social medias, you know, and they actually watch the show and they, they watch what yeah. we do. So yeah. luckily we have that in our pocket and that helped us a lot yeah. because, you know, you and I were talking before the show and, you know, stigma was something that came up a lot it in did. these. And I think everywhere we went, stigma was mentioned at least once or twice, you know, if not more, but, you know, everywhere at least once um, because stigma is huge. You know, we it all is. deal with the stigma um, here in the industry, be it from, going to the store and you just so happen to smell like weed and someone gawking at you or just being in the industry and someone thinking that you are doing the worst thing that, you, you know, possible to people or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and um, we kind of, yeah, we kind of talked about it. And I always like to just kind of refer, I like to have grace with the stigma because we have to think about the history of the stigma, right? And yeah. this area and Mexicans, you know, um, the boomer, you know, the boomer generation is more mortified of marijuana. Yeah. And rightly so, because their parents as Mexicans were targeted during the turn of the century with marijuana and, and Hispanics. So like this, this stigma goes so deep for, for us yeah. that it's, we can't just assume that a boomer generation is not going to be afraid of marijuana. Yeah. 
because of this deep-seated like reefer madness that happened at the turn of the century targeting most of the population from around here yeah yeah and <laughs> the, the term marijuana was kind of coined in the area too you know on top of that due to you know a certain incident that happened down in el paso so you know the, and it was used derogatorily you know mm -hmm. like it wasn't used as like mm -hmm. oh it's just a plant it's like mm -hmm. no the, if you guys have heard, if you don't speak Spanish or anything, those of you who probably don't live in New Mexico, the term marijuana, um, it's pretty much just a stupid stoner. Is essentially, it's an insult to somebody who smokes weed. And it's, if some of you have heard that before, that's essentially where it came from. Um, so, yeah, I mean, stigma, it's something that we're going to be combating for a long time. You know, and that, that, suck, that sucks, but at the same time, we're at least trying to help by educating. People. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's Absolutely. where it starts. Education. It's, a, it's a big job for all of us in the <laughs> cannabis industry in New Mexico. Yeah. So it is. And to be honest, if you're in the cannabis industry, sorry, you signed up secretly to be an advocate. And you know, you, you kind of have to fight for your industry. And that means, you know, killing the stigma, not being a, you know, a silly stoner, you know, hitting, right. uh, putting a pipe in a noodle at Walmart and taking a hit from it in the middle of the aisle. Like, come on guys, let's be a little more responsible. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. As right. funny as it is, you know, th that's just stuff that doesn't make us look good. Right. You know, or just tapping into the reality of the rules and laws and your rights yeah. like that. That stuff is pretty, pretty important. It is because, you know, you can hate the law all you want, but at the end of the day, you still have to follow, it. Mm -hmm. you know, and especially in the cannabis industry, if you own a, own a business, you don't write the laws. And a lot of people are figuring that out now the hard way. Mm -hmm. And we're probably going to see that a lot more, unfortunately. So what are some pros and cons that you have personally that, you know, you didn't really get a chance? Because, like, we just sat there and told us, tell us what you think. So right. here's your opportunity. What's okay. your pros and cons? We can mm -hmm. do one and one. You I know, mean, it have to be a lot. obviously, the, um, the micro business license. Okay. That, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's, the, the, that's the, I, well, and, the you know, the, the, the New Mexican be being able to purchase a license for fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, oh, that's a pro. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a pro. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's yeah. the, it's how I. No, that's it, a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, great. Right. Yeah. It's it's really really incredible. Um, so, I, I think the con is that they haven't identified a social equity mm. for for me, other yeah. than the micro business license. Yeah. But we're all assuming that that's the social equity part of the bill, right? Nobody never said, said yeah. anything. There's not monies put aside for, um, I, I would like, I guess a con would be like, I would like to see a little bit more, you know, you know, social equity in people that have been harmed from this industry yeah. in New Mexico. Yeah, because it know? is in the bill to, to have a, an actual program it for it. If it you guys is. read the bill, it's, it's actually in there. It clears day. It is. Um, so, no, that, that's fair because... Just having the, the the license, yeah, that was great. You know, yeah. having it so affordable right. because not many states did that. No. You know, I think Oklahoma no. was maybe the only other one that maybe no. did it similarly. Um, you go to New York or you know anywhere Midwest, and it's like a million dollars, two million dollars. You know, right. and then the people that did get the social equity licensing thing, they're getting screwed over by bigger businesses anyway. So you know, there's that component. So I kind of feel we just need to support with financial stuff to help people get started. That would help them out. You know, we mm -hmm. got them the cheap license. Now let's help them with certain things, right. you know, the social equity And part. we've heard that a lot in the, um, in the town hall, yeah. like the support, right. the business yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause you know, the, the business support does need to be something that needs to be talked about or done more when it comes to like, you know, the state and the businesses, not right. just the CCD, but the state as a whole. 
Well, it's interesting though, because I think that I maneuver through that a little blindly too, because it's cannabis. You don't know if like small business association is willing to help you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> because there is a lot of business resources out there. Um, you just have to know about them, but then there's the fine line of like, oh, can they help me because I'm cannabis? Yeah, yeah, so. that, that's true. But, you know, I, that's something that I kind of feel in time would need to change, but, you know, we can't stop fighting right. for it. You no. know, it'll happen no. faster if we keep fighting. No. Right. You know, like right. eventually right. it may right. happen, but right. when right. we fight, it <laughs> right. definitely happens. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like these town Absolutely. halls are, are one of the things that we do and try to do to, to help fight. And, you know, like, like Karina said, you know, some things that are just brought up that I never even thought about or heard myself, you know, are just amazing to, to know that these people are actually thinking this deep about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, well, this isn't going right, blah, 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 but they just didn't have a place to express that. Right. And I'm glad that we've been able right. to provide that. Right, right. You know? It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, really, it's 100%. So what are some tips you can give other business owners who may be, like, skeptical of speaking up? You know, like, you know, because some of these people, they're afraid that the government's just going to come shut them down the moment they say something. Right. Man, I think it goes back to ethics. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know, you have to know that you're doing the best you can and trying to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because it always, I mean, it just like the traditional market, like it always, you're always going to feel the repercussions when you make bad decisions yeah. ethically for, for your business, for your, for your personal stuff. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, it's a, it's a, it's interesting because, you know, I've done everything I've had, you know, one employee kind of coach me, but I've done everything from all the accounting to my bio track to my point of state. Like I, I'm the one man show. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important as a small business owner to, to have a handle on your business hol holistically like that though. Um, so, uh, like know your know your numbers, know your cultivate, know as much as just knowledge is power. Yeah. You know, educate yourself as much as possible. On your own industry. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. like if you don't know anything about your industry, what are you doing? Right. You know, like why are you right. here? Right. You know, like right. a lot of people thought that this is just a a turnkey to a money machine. And that is not I was not gonna say the, the case. exact same words. <laughs> the exact same words I was gonna <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's not the case. You have to be passionate to be successful in this yeah. industry. And you got to put yourself out there, attend events, be a part of the cannabis culture and community. If not, people aren't going to really know who you are and they may not respect it, you know, because right. the customer is the say all in the end because of the ones yep. we're providing this to. You right. know? It's not the medical days where you can just provide something and they have no choice but to buy it from you because there's like three shops. Right. You know, so right. now things are totally different. Um, you speak with your dollar. Exactly. <laughs> and what have you learned so far, you know, um, from doing these that's kind of like humbled you? Because I know I've been humbled, you know, a few times with doing these. Right. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, this feels so insignificant, but maybe, you know, you know, at one of the first town halls, I made a statement of how I wanted only to support sun-grown cannabis. And so that definitely humbled me because that's <laughs> not the reality of what's going on. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so that, I mean, that was like just a kind of a little, you know, little thing. Um, I mean, it's just all been such a beautiful adventure to learn, 
New Mexicans' opinions. It's yeah. been very special for me to be involved with it and 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 welcomed into the space as. You know, I, I, I ride the line of outsider insider, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, but my heart is with the people of New Mexico for yeah. sure. And, and to be honest, you know, some of the places we go to, we don't expect it to be fun or great. You know, we right. went to Carlsbad and we had such a great time. Right. You know, and like right. Carlsbad, people are like, oh, well, the only thing there is the caverns. Right. You know, but we had right. a great time. Right. You know, it was, it was a great place we stayed. You know, it was a really fun time. Great important, host. Yeah, important. Con our host was an incredible contact, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it was. Well, and even even in Albuquerque, I would think I was a little nervous about Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, but we were able to, like, nurture opinions from people yeah. in Albuquerque. Yeah, and Albuquerque so is a totally different animal. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. That really was. I and felt was... bad for the girls though, when they laughed about the Texas thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're conducting it, um, Nicole, she's from you know El Paso, as you guys know. She works in the industry here, very close to New Mexico. And um, one of the things that we heard a lot from the South and the places closer to Texas is there needs to be more education for the Texans. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of our sales, I would say comfortably 40% or plus, come from Texas. Right. You know, like So them being educated would benefit us. So people in Albuquerque don't really realize that because they're – hours away from any place that's you know resembles texas so they thought it was hilarious right but us we're like what that's that's actually a legitimate concern right so th that kind of humbled me because i thought i knew my state well enough right you know like i got very humbled in that moment like oh my god like they have they have no clue right like oh my gosh like i didn't even realize right. this so like it just it blew my mind you know and they, they thought it was funny but in my head i'm like this is a real issue, guys. What are you laughing at? Well, board, the border, being, you know, I explain it to friends in California. Like, just being on the, being so close to the border is a really intense layer yeah. of what's going on yeah. down here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, Val, Val and I, first date, yeah, got hassled by Homeland Security. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they, they will do that. And, of course, you have to deal with these damn border checks, too. So that doesn't help anything. Yeah. But um, no, but unless you live here, I mean, you can't even really visit and understand the dynamics of being close to the border. True. Close to the border and cannabis, close to the international border, close to the Texas New Mexico border. Many layers. Yeah, it's a little trifecta. Of and then going on. and then the screw up of the Gadsden Purchase and the Treaty of Guadalupe. Uh, yeah, and, and all someone these. messed up the. And you don't the know mapping if you're and... in some. You don't know if you're in Texas, Mexico, or New Mexico. So yeah, you know, and I'm like, am I legal right now or am I not? Right, like right, in several right. ways. <laughs> right. So no, yeah, I, I get that too because um, I called the area like Anthony and Santa Teresa. I called the paper rip of New Mexico because that's what it looks like. It looks like someone just ripped a piece of paper, paper. carelessly and right. it goes like this. So there's right. times where I'll be sitting here. Well, here's a, here's a perfect example. There's a restaurant called On the Border. The bathroom is in Texas. Everything else is in New Mexico and other portions of it. You know, so it's weird. So wild. And, and like it cuts in and like, yeah, so... Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, they, they did a pretty shitty job on trying to figure out the borders on this one because it doesn't make any sense in well, certain areas. Well, it was all about the railroad, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fights on that. So that's a story for another right, day. Right, right, um, If you are someone or a business listening and you want to get involved, um, just follow our socials. You know, we try to keep everybody informed of the town halls. Here on my podcast, I announce whenever the town halls are happening at the end of the show. Um, so if you guys stick around or fast forward if you want, um, you'll hear the announcements for them. Or if you pay attention to any of my socials, 
I share with Karina. She usually shares, you know, on my stuff, mm -hmm. vice versa. I like sharing her things. Mm -hmm. um, tag me more. Because, yes. um, <laughs> <I will. I laughs> um, you know, I want to, you know, share more about her business and everything like that to everyone. So if you guys want to get involved, just, you know, contact us. Just show up. 98% of this is just showing up. The other 2% is just your two minutes of, you know, talking. You know, that, that's right. really all it is. And it's your time It's your time to to make the complaint. Yeah. Because if, if you don't make the complaint that then, then you shouldn't make the complaint. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're like, oh, why are you complaining if you're not willing to do something about it? You know, mm -hmm. it's just complaining at that point. Mm -hmm. And this is giving everybody the opportunity to do that. Because when we go in this, it's unbiased. We're allowing you to say what you want, and we put it down. There's a big old board, and we write it with markers. And, you know, I wouldn't say we. The girls sure, write it because right. I'm not writing anything. I have terrible handwriting. Um, so the girls write it, make it look all pretty so we can read it. And thank you, you know, Tracy and Nicole. Yes. They, <laughs> the way that we conduct these is, um, uh, Tracy and Nicole are the ones who usually run these. Um, one will write while the other talks and then they'll flip once they get to the, the pro or con, which, you know, it works out pretty good. It's you know? amazing. Yeah, it is. They do a really they good job. Great job. Um, they're so comfortable with it now and, um, I'm excited to see what they do with the next set of town halls. So, um, shout out to Tracy and Nicole. Yes. Uh, you girls are awesome. Yep, uh, love yep, you both. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Anyway, thank you um, so much for this conversation on the town halls thing. This is something I wanted to like talk about for a while, yeah. but like having someone that works with me directly on it makes yeah. it easier, awesome. you know, and it's more fun to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah, just yeah. me like, well, we did this and this, and they're like, yeah, whatever, bullshit, buddy. You know, right. so you know, you can have someone here to tell them, no, this is really what we do. Right. It was really interesting. I mean, you probably get it a lot more, but it was really interesting to 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 have a representative want to go to lunch with us and yeah. hear hear what the town hall meeting, you know, mm -hmm. were about. So yeah. they are listening. Yes, they are. Um, some key representatives and um, everyone in the, uh, everyone, some key representatives in the state um, do attend some of these and some of them watch it. And we, we had a meeting with Representative Lada a couple months ago and we were telling him all our findings and he was really kind of blown away as well. Right. Um, but, you know, he wants to go see some farms. So maybe I'll try to get him some see some farms here soon. Yeah. So anyway, that's um, all I have for the town hall stuff. Let's move on to the full spec TAC only conversation. The, the show is getting kind of long. I don't know if I'll get into the legislative stuff this week, so I'll try to blaze okay. past it. <laughs> okay. And once we get to it, I'm just going to blaze past it probably. Okay. But because this is a really, really important conversation. So full spectrum and THC. Um, for the longest time, pretty much since uh, since I can remember, you know, in the industry, legal side industry, it's been focused on THC. And then once we figured out CBD, they, they figured that, and then you know, all those other little compounds. But there's cannabinoids. So much, yeah, the cannabinoids. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, but there's so much more to cannabis than just those main key components and cannabinoids. You know, you have the terpenes. You have other things in it. You have so much in the plant that we're still discovering. Like right now as I'm speaking, there's science going on. And who knows, tomorrow as the show airs, we could find some out, something else out. And I have to come the next week and be like, so that was wrong. <laughs> right. Such a brilliant time. It is. It's an amazing time to be in the industry. And so the conversations that I'm talking about that are happening that need to happen are full spectrum cannabis versus high THC only cannabis. And they exist right. in all of our markets right now. I think right. even in Canada. Or cannabis products. Yeah, and our, our cannabis products. And even nation nationally, it's just they focus on the THC. And even states that are passing cannabis now they're focusing on well we don't want it to be high thc the psychoactive right. this and that and so right. there's like laws right? yeah they're ten percent or you're taxing it yeah yeah i think who has uh, the tax the thc taxes new york some place on the east yeah, coast I think it's has new york. A, they're trying to fool with the percentage tax yeah which is interesting and i was like there's a percentage tax yeah. oh my good lord yeah and so 
what it is is THC for the longest time, this is a personal opinion that I'll be saying right here, is a sales gimmick. And that's kind of what I've seen personally, is it's just a sales gimmick. And some people base their pricing off of just pure THC. You know, like if it's above this price, it's gonna be $15 a gram. If it's under, yeah. If it's under this percentage, it's gonna be $10 a gram or, or whatever. You right. know, that's just an example. Right. But I, I've seen it many, many times. Right. And to be honest, a lot of the consumers who don't go by that and they go by actual what is real good cannabis full spectrum, right. they're winning because they're buying really cheap, good cannabis right. versus just a high right. THC cannabis, which right. are two different things. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to hear your, you know, your take on that too. Well, there's so many layers to this too because yeah. of, you know, concentrates. Yes. You know, uh, when you isolate, t you, that's what it is when it's, uh, you know, when it's in a, sometimes these DHO vape, you know, they're I isolating one cannabinoid. Like distillate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I don't believe that all distillates are isolates, right? True. Yeah, they're not. But they, um, they all take have, out mostly well, everything but like the THC, really. You could, but I, um, so that being said, that's one player in the, you know, what, 200 that we know cannabinoids yeah. right now. Yeah. So um, even like, I mean, there's so many layers to even being aware of whole plant medicine, yeah. um, cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, yeah. right? That's yeah, there you go. Thing. That's like more recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, that, that the concentrate conversation, we could rabbit hole on that because yeah. like what, you know, it, you, it's up to the educated consumer to ask, is this full spectrum? Yeah. And full spectrum I like to translate it to whole plant medicine yeah. because it's like all the components, all mm -hmm. the cannabinoids, um, all, you know, all the terpenes. And sometimes, and I've experienced this in flower, sometimes a high THC with low terpene flower or concentrate is not going to get you as high as a lower THC, more terpene, full spectrum cannabis product. Yeah. In you know, whatever. I've experienced that myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, isolating THC, you know, is counterintuitive. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, it's a, a great painkiller. Right. Yeah, it's right. great for killing right. pain. But is it great for everything that it can be used for? You, no, in my opinion, it wouldn't be. There's you just know? so much more that the plant has to offer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like just so much, you know, like... In, why focus on just one cannabinoid right. when there's so many others yep. and so many other things in cannabis? Like I said, we're still figuring out and, yep. you know, and, and discovering yeah. um, because, you know, I have had the 28%, the 30%, and I'm just like, oh, this is okay. But I've had the 16% that right. just wreck me, just right. put me on my ass. Right. The terpenes are 2.5 to 3% right. on it. And right. I'm like, woo, hoo, hoo, right. no wonder why, right. you know, and it tasted great. Right. It was a great experience overall, right? you know, and you don't get that like weirdness. And like, right. I feel sometimes a 30%, it's not grown with love. It's just grown. Intention. It, yeah. 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 It just yeah. has that one intent. Like it doesn't smell good. It looks okay. And like, it's like, Oh, look how frosty it is. Not and layered. I'm like, yeah. Not a layered high. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm glad these conversations are actually happening. Um, and I'm seeing them more online is where I'm seeing them. I'm seeing right. them in person a little bit. Right. But online, I'm actually seeing people, Good. THC is just a Good. sales gimmick. Good. THC this, you know, why aren't we terpenes this, this and that. And I'm like, oh, thank God, is this well, finally happening? And even just cannabinoids. Yeah. Like, even just cannabinoids. Yeah. You know, CBG, CBC, uh, you know. One of my last trips back to California, I talked to a breeder about CBC mm -hmm. and he was saying that he, he um, there was some 
some some kind of research done with dia- diabetes and oh. CBC and okay. it leveling out diabetic numbers and mm. like for brown brown people that suffer so much from diet I think that would be incredible yeah for our for our uh, demographic down here so I mean like there's this really incredible movie that I always like to plug called The Scientist and it's and I always uh, botch his last name Raphael um, Manuch and he was the scientist that actually discovered the endocannabinoid system. Okay, yeah, him, yes. And um, he has a really incredible documentary about cannabinoids and um, and entourage and how it's so important to have whole plant medicine. Yeah. So uh, again, that I mean, that's kind of when I see high THCs, I, I'm like, hmm, okay, you yeah. know, but uh, but I. I luckily have an understanding, and so that again, education, yeah. understanding of whole plant medicine, yeah. where we need all the, you know, all, even with like hemp CBD, I feel like needs t- cannabis THC. It does a little kiss to like yeah. really work its magic together. Yeah, me too. And they've said that you know a few times. It, it appears that you know you need one and the other together. Right. And, whatever the percentage, even right. if it's a little bit, for it to kind of work better. Right. You know, and I've, I've heard that. And that could be the issue we, with the high THC, too. Because if you look at the numbers, you have the 30%, and then it's right. like 0.02 right. CBD or right. something ridiculous. Right. And so, you know, if you, they upped that a little bit, maybe right. it'd be a little bit better for you versus right. the high THC. Now, don't get me wrong. Certain people, if you're using this, the THC for just pain. for pain, I understand 100%. Um, this isn't geared towards you. You're obviously an exception because you're using it for something different. But this is for the, the everyday consumer or the people who use it for something else. Because terpene profiles actually help certain people with certain right. things. Like there's been a time, actually, where were we? Um, I think this past weekend, I took a dry hit um, of one of the joints someone yeah. had rolled. Yeah. And I got I got kind of medicated. You oh, know, just fun. off of the terpene. Yeah, oh, it was fun. great. Yeah, you missed. I'm sorry you missed that. Yeah. All of us were like, oh, like Val well, was we, like, I think I got medicated. I was like. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that because we had, because at Carlsbad, we had the conversation. I was like, please, can I take a dry hit off yes, that? Yes, I, I love dry like- hits, dude. Yeah, I love them. That's like the best way to taste it. <laughs> it really is. It's the cleanest way to taste the cannabis, yeah. too. So, yeah. yeah. And if you guys don't know what I mean, a dry hit, if you have a joint and it's not lit and you haven't lit it yet, just act, not act, just take a hit. Pull it. Just pull, pull it. On. Just Do pull a nice on it. pull. Taste everything that's in there, and you can taste the, the terpenes, the profile you're gonna get, and it really makes you admire the cannabis a little bit more. You know, like it's just like I know it's good cannabis when I stop and go, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. You it know. nurtures the relationship with cannabis. There you go, 100. <laughs> so you know, if you get a pre-roll from the from the dispensary, I can't guarantee you that's that's always gonna be the case. Um, what we did is we we rolled it fresh, and that's normally where you get right. the most um, of right. the cannabis terpenes and everything. But like like I said, I'm glad this conversation's going on at least, you know, cause right. uh, just this conversation that we're having, you know, hopefully there's a few people that realize that, holy crap, like they've talked about some things I don't even know about and hopefully they right. go, go and research it right. like CBC right. Um, right. or terpenes because right. there's a vast amount yeah. of different terpenes. And yeah. if you guys don't know what those are, um, it's pretty much the smell and the, almost the flavor in the cannabis, but 
it's in almost everything. You know, pine. You know, that's where the pining comes from. I'm a, I'm a nerd about this stuff, of course, too. Terpenes is the largest communication system in the world. There we go. There's over like four thousand terpenes. Trees will throw terpenes to talk to each other. Plants throw terp. We we. Have yeah. our pheromones. We yeah. throw terpenes to talk to each other. Dogs have them on their paws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a pretty amazing. It's a really incredible uh, uh, subject to rap, You know, yeah. to talk about. And then also, when you like some, when you are enjoying the smell of something, that is the terpene and the cannabinoid that's gonna like. Um, like adapt, act as an adaptogen to your body. Like the nose always knows. So if yeah. you sell, smell something, your body is in like synergy with that what that plant, that cultivar, yeah. and that's going to be probably the one that's really good for you. I always say like the nose always knows. Yeah, and, and, and I mean we could talk about this forever. Yeah, I, I know we, we could. <laughs> I, I could be here all day. And to be honest, like the points that <laughs> I had, I mean, we barely touched yeah. them. We, we've just been going. <laughs> we've just been free balling this, and it's great. <laughs> No, but I, I'm with you on that 100% because, you know, there's been so many times where I've had that same realization. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I learned terpenes in wine. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, this uh, woody smell. I, right. I, I, I'm not too keen on wine, right, but I've had right, people like, right. oh, it has a woody whatever. Right, and I'm like, right. it smells like wine to me. Right. But, you know, if, if you <laughs> right. really dig into it and you really right. look, at it, it, you know, it has its own. Because, right. you know, there's certain terpenes that people don't like. There's certain ones that I don't like. Right. You know, and that could mean that your body just isn't going to react to it well. And it's just like, mm -hmm. I don't like that. Don't smoke that one. Right. Because, you know, I've grown cannabis, you know, for many years. Now, and there's certain ones that I've grown. I'm just like, I don't like the way this one smells. But right. someone else, oh, I love this. I right. want more. Right. And I'm like, oh, here, you can give me some more. Knows. I guess. We're yeah. all individuals. 100%. So <laughs> well, I appreciate you having this conversation about yeah. the terpenes and everything yeah, with me. Because, totally. I mean, it was really important. And I kind of feel this is something that's not going to go away and we need to talk about more. Right. You know, it needs yeah. to be out there. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, once we start doing more town halls, you know, maybe I'll have the whole crew on. You know, we can all just oh, sit down awesome. and really get everybody. But terpene, shoot. Somebody do a terpene class. <laughs> do something with terpene. Yeah, you know, we need to really Any dig collaborators. Yeah. yeah, if you guys are listening and you want to talk about or do something with terpenes, let me know because I'm all about that flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love good flavors. So anyway, guys, I'm going to go to the last topic that we have today. This episode's <laughs> running a little long, and I'm going to blaze through this one. I'm going to update you guys real quick on the, on the New Mexico legislature. As you guys know, we're a couple weeks in now. And to be honest, not much has been happening because the first week, nothing happens. There's no committees going. They're figuring things out. And then about the second week, things start to trickle into their committees. And about the third week, we're kind of like going in it. I looked today. There was a bunch of committees that were in hearings. The webcast tab that I've shown you guys before um, is where you can find it. There was a bunch there. There was a bunch adjourned too. So we'll see. Time right now of the recording, I didn't see any cannabis bills with a committee date yet, but Things just started, so that should change here soon. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of bills that were highlighted that I know on the cannabis side. There's currently 17 at the time of recording um, that's in the legislature. That's really not that many, um, even though it seems like a lot. But some of them just have cannabis mentioned, like okay. ones like a alcohol tax thing, and there's kind of fixing the taxes and stuff. So there's certain things like that. But these ones right here, I'm going to tell you, directly involve cannabis. So SB 99, which stands for Senate Bill 99, meaning it started on the Senate side. This is the removal uh, of the incremental tax. As you guys know, starting next year, um, our tax is going to go up about 2%. And that's going to go happen every year until we reach, I believe, a total of 18 or 16%. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it is going to go up to those numbers, which I believe jumps it to a total of 26% at the end of the day. And right now, we're at a total of 20. We're pretty much at a threshold. I think it's too high as is. 
for local New Mexicans anyway. Um, so I kind of feel that needs to be worked on. This bill right here would remove any incremental tax increase um, after this year. So this year it'll stay the same. It won't increase or any time after that. What I think this is for is they're going to stop it. And then the next session, they're going to go in and look at it. Okay, what do we need to do um, to, to make this work better for us? And my suggestion this whole time was tax out-of-state people higher than you tax in-state people. You right. know, because we're a poor state, right. so why wouldn't you do that? Right. You know, and the people coming from Texas have significantly more money than we do. Um, you know, it's a different situation than you have like Idaho going into Oregon. You have right. that is a poor state going into a richer state. With this situation, it's opposite. You have a rich state right. coming to a poor state, which benefits us even further um, and helps us a lot. So that's one thing we want to keep in mind. You know, um, the Texans they spend a lot of money here. A lot of money. So that's SB99. Um, do you have anything on that one? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure I got your opinion too on yeah, that. Um, yeah. I mean, that was one of the big pushes that, you know, we talked about tax cap a lot at yeah. the town hall. So. Yeah, of course. And awesome. to be honest, like that's why I said, you know, some awesome. of this, it looks like they were listening to awesome. us. Yeah, yeah, like especially that one. <laughs> um, next is going to be HB128, which came from the House side, and SB6. The reason why I'm mentioning both at the same time is because they are the same bill. A lot of the times, legislators, if they want to build a really pass, they'll send it into both chambers to give it awesome. a better chance. So that way, if it goes, if it fails in one, it at least has the other. So that's what they're doing on this one. However, copy and paste, same exact bill. Um, this bill is actually the Cannabis Regulation Act changes. So on this one, they're just tightening up a few things, and they're going to try to give the CCD more power. Um, they're going to try to um, fix some of the language when it comes to the background check stuff because we weren't able, we're not able to do federal background checks just because of some language. Mm. You know, the federal government didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, they don't like us all anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's just going to be some tightening up. To be honest, I've read it and I've gone through it. I didn't see anything too alarming. There was nothing on closing licenses, luckily. Um, I kind of hope that that dies, but that's a personal opinion. Um, and to be honest, with our town halls, our collective efforts and everything, we didn't really find anybody wanting to close licenses. To be honest, a couple of times, people changed their minds by the end of the meeting wanting to close licenses because they realized it's not going to really change much at the end of the day. Right. You know, because people, we had this conversation. Everybody talked. They talked it out. And some people changed their minds. So that's this bill. I mean, it's a 60-page bill, but there's a lot in there that is changing, but it's not the whole bill. It'll be underlined in new material. So there's only like a few things that are in there, but it is 60 pages. Um, <laughs> next is going to be HB 62. That stands for House Bill. Um, or excuse me, 64. Um, this is the packaging requirements. What this does is just solidifying the fact that you can't use cartoons whatsoever on your packaging, labeling, or your logos or whatever. Also, what this does is it adds in there that you can't use uh, celebrity likeness. Now, all of these can change. So at the time right now, this is what these bills say. But once they get into the committees and everything, they're going to have amendments and everything like that. And they can and will change. So what I'm telling you right now may be the case this week, but next week it could change. Uh, so keep that in mind. I wanted to add that caveat in there. So this is adding the celebrity likeness to it. So if you have the Evander ears by Tyson, you know, the little gummies that with the ears with mm -hmm. the bit off, can't use that because it's celebrity <laughs> likeness. Uh, or something like maybe Chuck Norris or something, right. can't do it. Power Rangers, really can't do it. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind because these are certain things that I have seen in the state. That's the reason why I'm bringing it up. Um, they're just, it's funny, but you know, it's, it's something true. that we have to do. We don't want, story. Yeah, yeah. Story. We, we don't want kids to get a hold of our cannabis. No. <laughs> no. You know, as, as funny as it sounds, we really don't want kids. Or even adults, up. yeah, well, or even adults that don't think it's cannabis. Yeah, you know, that's true. I've had a few times a couple adults got into some edibles and they had an interesting night. Um, so yeah, this, this will help with that um, and just kind of solidifying and, and 
really just tightening down on a few languages and stuff. And the reason why this is on its own bill is just to give it a better chance of passing because it's so short that they're just going to look at it and like, really, what do you have to debate? You know, other than like, okay, you can't. This is for the kids, so it's kind of something that hopefully gets passed through. Um, so we'll see about that. This next one, I'm not too sure how I feel about it personally. It's HB55 oral fluid drug test pilot program. What this is, if you guys seen it on the internet, um, those drug tests where you, it looks like you're sucking on a popsicle or, or something else, um, and then you take it out and they put it in whatever, and it tells if you're high currently, and it's going off of your saliva. So if you smoked in a certain amount of time. Um, they're trying to see if they can detect if you're currently stoned at that moment versus right. going off of blood because we know how inaccurate that is. All and of the them nanograms. Are. Yeah, they are. And that's what scares <laughs> me about this yes. is, is when they have test pilot programs, it's normally they have this experimental tool and they send them out to go arrest real citizens, you know, and to screw people over in, the, in their livelihood over a, an experiment. So that's what I don't like about these. If they did it in a, a controlled environment, you know, they had – Okay, let's get 10 people, have them smoke. We'll be in a closed parking lot, have them drive, whatever. Right. And then we'll conduct these tests. Right. That's different. That's right. science. Right. That, that's, right. that's a that's real a scientific. Study. That's exactly. A that's a study. That's a real study. This, this scares me because you're putting real people's lives at risk. And you're putting real people's like, futures at risk over a experiment. And that's why I don't like this. Right. I like the fact that we're looking into see how we could find someone's intoxicated. That's cool. That's science. But this right here, uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So I recommend you all reading HB 55 for yourself. Come to your own conclusions on all of these. Um, I'm just giving you some tidbits of it. And I am telling you my personal opinions on certain of them, but that is my personal opinion. Uh, but I want all of you to go read these if you can. Some of them are very short. The oral fluid drug test program. I think it's a page long, you know, if that, oh. yeah. Um, HB 99 page long. Um, HB 64, I think it's like a total of maybe a few pages. Um, so they're not really long bills. The longest one is HB 64. Um, that one's going to be the longest cause it's changes to the build and there's several different things in different areas. Um, so they're so. short enough to read so that you can form a decision and then call someone and say yes or no. Yeah. Call your representatives, <laughs> yeah. email your representatives. It takes two people from it to go from constituent to constituents. So it could take two of you to change something or to get them to put it on your speed dial. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, save their email somewhere, right. you know, cause you can do that. They have to take your call in the state. They can't hang up on you or anything. The, the assistant that's helping the legislator, they have to take your call and they have to write down what you say. It's not a, Oh, I think I'm going to take this. No, by law, they have to do that. So keep that in mind. They have to listen to you. I mean, it's their job. I mean, yeah. they'll take your address just to, confirm you're a constituent yes. um but they will listen to you yeah they will i mean and i'm happy they're taking my address because mm -hmm. that way you know they mm -hmm. confirm that mm -hmm. i am a constituent mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah i'm glad you added that mm -hmm. um the next bill don't that get the, scared don't get scared yeah don't, don't, don't worry it's not it's not the man coming for you they're just confirming that you are a constituent <laughs> so um the last bill that i'm going to talk about and highlight is hb 70 this is the work protections for medical cannabis patients now this one i read it and it doesn't, it still doesn't seem strong enough, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, th the reason is that right now we have work protections for, for cannabis, medical cannabis um, cardholders, but they're finding a way around it and they're still right. going against the law right. and telling you no, because we can't, we don't know if you're high currently or whatever dumb excuse they use. Looking and reading this bill, it didn't really add anything that I saw that would help us. You know, it just seemed right. more of like a, right. you know, like, oh, well, too bad. 
So I kind of feel this this needs to be broadened more, not to just medical cannabis patients, but to all of us. And it we shouldn't give the employer that opportunity at all. You know, because there's just certain things that you just shouldn't allow people to do. And if I'm at home, I'm not working, I should be able to smoke cannabis. Personal. There's yeah. like personal time. Yeah. You know, I'm not on the clock. You know, I'm at home. I'm not doing anything. I should be able to use cannabis or drink right. a beer, whatever, right. whatever I decide. Right. So it shouldn't be up to my employer what I do on my time off right. is what I'm saying. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's none of their business. Um, as long as right. I come and do my work. And it could be enhancing your work. Yeah. You know, like, you know, <laughs> we use it medicinally. So, yeah, it could help you at work, you know, or maybe that's the only reason why you go to work is because you have the cannabis and it's the only thing that keeps you, you know, mentally okay to go. So that's something that I don't think all employers really look right. at when something right. like this. So right. that's the bills for the NM legisl uh, web uh, website. Good Lord. Uh, I did that the other day. Um, so these are just some of the bills I wanted to highlight and everything. Um, Thanks. No problem. Um, the legislative session is going to go until February 15th. Um, we still have until the 31st of this month for bill introduction. So these 17 bills, they could change and they could increase um, with the coming days. So at the time of recording right now, this is the way it looks like. Um, so we'll see. Um, the, up, the, the uphill battle is going to be the Cannabis Regulation Act um, updates. That one does need to happen, but I kind of feel it would be able to wait for another year, but I do think that the CCD just needs more power because they can't even confiscate cannabis. Right. And this bill would change that and allow them to confiscate oh, things and awesome. to shut people down quicker. Awesome. So this is one important, but it's something that I kind of feel shouldn't be rushed. Right. You know, if like Absolutely. it doesn't pass this year and it do goes it to right. next year, I'll be happy to because it'll be done right and we'll have more time. So that's all I have for this, for the, for the legislative update, guys. And this is pretty much the end of the show. I just want to tell you guys, um, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on with the legislative stuff, make sure you like, follow, all that good stuff, okay. and follow my pages. I try to keep everybody up to date with what's going on, especially with these bills. Um, I will share links to webcasts when they do have their committees, so that way you all can watch as well. Okay. Um, so if you're curious, just you know, pay attention to uh, what we're posting these days, and you, know, you never know. Because sometimes people tag me in things, and I end up sharing their stuff. So sometimes right. not even from me. Right. So keep that in mind. But anyway, right. um, I want to thank you all again for tuning today. I don't have any bonus material, but I want to again thank Quality Packaging for sponsoring today's episode. Um, you can find that on Instagram at Quality Customs, Customs with a K, um, or contact Josh Villegas at 575-571-6288. They're providing cannabis. Um, they're, provide, huh, they're providing cannabis industry with great packaging, custom boxes, designs, and signs. Quality made men with quality made products. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I will see you next week thank with you. another episode. Karina, thank, thank you so much you. for yes. joining me today. Yep, it was a yep, great yep. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went over a little bit, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> we had a good conversation. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Shoots. All right.